Let's get ready to rumble! Rumble, rumble, rumble! Taking over Nick's beat. Ha 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 ha. All right, want to start the show? Hey, I'm Marcus. I'm Atrex. And I'm Nick. We are working class nerds. Cue the intro. Right, we are Working Class Nerds, the podcast that gives you no information about your favorite information. Today is Thursday, September 29th, 2022, and you can find this Giggity 169 podcast on Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and anywhere you can find a podcast in the galaxy far, far away. You can also find every single Working Class Nerds episode on YouTube, and also now Working Class Nerds is branching out to yet another new platform, Rumble.com. From now on, you can find all of the top-tier video content that Marcus tells Greenbot to put on there on Rumble.com, MarcusB814. And you can watch me play video games Tuesdays, Fridays, and Sundays at Twitch.tv slash MarcusB814. You can watch me play video games every single Monday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. At twitch.tv slash nickvern 51 I almost forgot my handle. <laughs> and you can watch me continue the Monday Night Vibes at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time at twitch.tv slash A underscore Atrex. And you can find us on most of the social medias. I am MarcusB814. I am at Atrex underscore A on Twitter. And I'm at Nick Vern. That's N-I-C-K-V-E-R. In this week's episode, we're talking about all kinds of different things in gaming news. It's a gaming news update. It's gaming news bonanza. Um, so we are going to have a guest tonight, this week, but unfortunately, they experienced a rather intense migraine that was obviously unforeseen. So it's just the three of us, but that's quite all right because it's the three of us. You've got all nerds all the time. We're going to uh, have a three-way. Three way? of us. For one, six, nine. Whoa. Well, yep, yep. <laughs> We're starting off strong. Uh, speaking of starting off strong, who wants to go first this week? Usually it's like, oh, guest, what a welcome to the show. What have you been up to? But yeah, we don't have any guests. I, I it's went equal. first last week. So we're an equal opportunity podcast. I'll just I'll just go first. So believe it or not, um last Tuesday or this Tuesday was an incredible clan night. I think I think we had like fifteen different people jump in and out of clan night to play a match PVP or a magic gambit or cycle throughout the night. There was a ton of people. There was a couple groups. It was so much fun. I swear like the community clan night aspect where like, yes, if you're an AIE, they, you will take president to play with clan mates. But if you don't play with, if you're not, even if you're not in the AIE clan. It's okay. You can still come jam with us on Tuesday nights. And I feel like it's, it's finding its groove. And I know we've been doing it for a while, but what I mean by that is like, you know, people are just starting to show up and expect like just to hang out and it's a super chill night. There's no requirements. We're just going to do fun content, 
I'm not going to try very hard at anything. And it's an opportunity to not stare at your phone for a night and just play. So that part is really fun. Um, Something that is awesome about Bungie and they have their downsides to things, but the other thing is the, their seasonal content is amazing. Like this year's story is all about like a pirate theme and you're, you're snagging these relics. And at first I was like, man, I'm not really a pirate guy. You know what I'm saying? Arrgh. Yeah, exactly. I was like, the same thing. I was trying to figure out how to sneak it in there. Well, Shiver me timbers. Right. So I'm not really a pirate, right? Like that's not my, that's not my forte. Like a the man aspect- of the sea, I may be, but the, a life of a pirate is not for ye. Yes. And Arr, I- why is the rum always gone? Okay, can, well, can I just like pat myself on the back? Right, that was a pretty good on the spot rhyme right there. That was yes. a great pirate impression too. <laughs> okay, but the <laughs> one of the seasonal guns, the the sidearm that you got, you yep. get at the end, it like flares out almost like the old style musket guns. Oh, what do they call that? A blunderbuss? I don't know. But <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's like uh, old- I don't know anything about a blunderbuss. All I know about is the bang bus. But anyways, moving that's, on. That's a different. That's a different <laughs> kind like of that's... projectile. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I was saying is, this sidearm is awesome. The aesthetics of it, like shooting this sidearm, makes me feel like I am a pirate. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, right. I, believe it or not, I haven't really used any of the other guns because I I did try the linear fusion rifle, but. It, whatever it wasn't the storm chaser so my point is the weapons have been cool the seasonal stuff is cool the story what i do like about the story is every week you're getting another i'm doing like let's call it like a chapter right so every week you're reading a new chapter of a book and it gets better and better as every week goes on and it's like guaranteed content because you get to do a few uh, of the seasonal activities but then at the end you get those pieces of the story and it's like to be continued it's like you're reading a comic book every week you know what i mean yeah right and like I, i will say like when i was a kid i've tried to do this as an adult but it doesn't work like i love comic books and when the high republic comic books came out i tried to subscribe to it and i'm like okay they're coming out the first their first tuesday of every month no matter what. And I was like, I can get to the comic book store once a month. I totally fucking failed. I think I went two or three months and then I skipped a month and then I went back and I got a couple more and I was just like, this is too hard. Like, I don't have the extra time to run to the comic book shop to pick up the comics. You know what I mean? I was going to say, yeah, you don't have that extra time to go. It's like another thing on the list that gets right. And you know, I would hope that Nick would be able to maybe go, but you know, he, He's he's really well, I can't busy. Pick up, I can't pick up your stuff for you. First, yes, of all. you can. You but, just tell him your name. It's not like we're got a sign for it. But oh. Nick, but Nick is too busy uh, staring at his phone and playing on TikTok. So I'm promoting true. the podcast. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm just kidding. Promotion podcast. Uh, I have I to call him out to, to all twenty seven to all twenty seven of my Snapchat followers. Oh. Awesome. Those are an important 27 people, though. <laughs> but it's actually That's 26 good. because you're talking to one of them. Right. Ah, <laughs> uh, true. <laughs> so anyway, um, the story is getting good. I'm really excited. Believe it or not, what's really cool right now that's happening is a lot of my SWOTOR friends are starting to play Destiny. And they're not just like 
dabbling. They're like diving in. So uh, Baron, Wes, however you guys know him, he raided with me in SWOTOR for years. And he plays, you know, we kind of fell apart on the whole uh, SWOTOR rating. And I've been asking him to come play Destiny. And he never had, but he's popped into the stream. And he's like, all right, you're having a lot of fun. And I'm like, dude, it's fucking awesome. So he starts playing it. He's played it for two weeks. A, he already knows more about the game than me. B, he's already murdering everything in its path. And I'm just like, do, 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 do. I'm just lollygagging around. And he's like, <laughs> do you use this and this and this? And I'm like, dude, I don't even know what that is. So clearly I like the game, but my level of casual play is so casual that I don't care about anything. You know what I mean? I just want to have fun. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Well, can I just give a quick sidebar shout out? I, I got a Steam pop up that Doritos is playing the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. So that's pretty sweet. Let's go, Doritos. You know, that's a, I, that's a great game. I it really want to. So right now it's really hard because I really want to help Doritos make affiliate. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, like it's hard because when you're playing a single player RPG, it's hard to. If you've already played it or you're, you know what I mean? If you've already played it, beat it. I don't know how hard it is to like watch it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Agreed. The pro- Oh, is he? Yeah. I get you. I think I yeah. made affiliate because it's three average of three viewers per stream, right? Yeah. And honestly, followers. I, I think I had the 50 followers came from the nurse community directly. And then I honestly made affiliate. Like, I think I had like 2.5, 2.7 fall average viewers like or somewhat organically a couple people tuning in essentially but then like marcus would raid me with a bunch of people then chimeri raided me with like fuck a hundred people or something ridiculous and then it was right. like boom bam here you go now your average is up to you know 3.7 or something right so that's one of my goals is to help doritos get there oh yeah anyway such a, a definitely deserving gentleman I, yeah he's I such concur. a good dude absolutely um so the last well one of one of the things so uh, a couple podcasts I've been listening to. So people have been playing this game. It's called American truck simulator. I've heard okay. of truck simulator. They made a specifically oh, yeah. American one. Yeah. There's, there's Euro truck simulator too. They've said, yeah, but they who can actually understand kilometers? Like, come on. Like this Euro is America, right. Like, so <laughs> okay. the rest I can't of the world, I guess. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. The rest of the world can have the kilometers. We'll stick to miles per hour and, miles you know what? i think there's other countries that use miles though like i think i uh, know i was gonna say maybe australia but i don't think they do nope no they don't. it's only us is it I just can't a- list any but i feel yeah i'm sure there's got to be one other right but, but we, all we have to do weird, weird one right all i'm gonna say is the you know when okay you know when america's gonna switch to kilometers never it, yes just, no no some someday it will that's because whoever's doing it is going to make billions of dollars. And then they're going to be like, Oh, it's a great idea. But until that day. Yeah. You got to figure out how to make, how it, how that switch is going to make money. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If, if they can figure out how it's going to make money, then they're in. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause Cause it's the entire system, right? It's not just like miles and feet, but then there's oh, yeah, also, it's the whole thing. Like yeah. we would no longer. Yeah. Centimeters. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's why like, Liters for gas instead of gallons. 
Right. Like I like inch talking in inches because it sounds girthy. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're like, oh, I'm four centimeters, you're like, ew, baby. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, that is really like, so like, yeah, oh, I'm four, four centimeters is like, like 1.7 inches or something. Yeah. Whatever. Right. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we can play just a tip. Anyways, mm-hmm. moving on. Mm-hmm. So I've been waiting. So holiday sales are coming. So if you've been thinking about buying a game, wait another like month and you're going to start getting like the Halloween sales and all the fall sales for all the games. Steam it's coming. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I think my big purchase is going to be American truck simulator. Cause I kind of want to like set it up and wear my hat. Are you going to get a wheel and everything too? All right, hold on, hold on. Is it just because you you your truck that you drive every day is you downsized it, so now you're missing the big truck energy? No, it's because you, of this podcast I you, listened to, and missed, they were talking missed, about all of it. My big truck. I, and, I have to say, I watch people play American Truck Simulator while I'm playing other video games. It is kind of fun to watch. Well, so hear me out. It's the the modding community. They allow people to mod the game, and somebody has figured out how to mod it so you can have your own server and get eight of your buddies and you can do your own convoy. Like, I don't give a shit yep. what you say. Like us three just driving down the highway with on the ham on radio, the radio and just yeah, fucking big idiots. I got to <laughs> stop at the pit stop and get me a, a piece a of Gatorade. gas station sushi and a Gatorade. What the hell are you doing out there? God damn it. Yeah. Well, I'm at mile marker 643. Where are you guys at? 10 four. Yeah. <laughs> we all gotta have ridiculous nicknames yeah oh yeah i would be chicken coop because my truck would have all the lights on it oh why did chicken why what, oh so what, oh, i never told you this story okay uh, i don't think so so i was i just got out, graduated from high school i was done i was working for this window company okay and okay. my mom had a diner back then and okay. i was at the diner and there was always like truckers that stop by the diner right yeah it's a classic trucker move Exactly. So this guy, he lived in Akron, Ohio, and he's like, hey, I'm going to Detroit. Marcus, do you want to go? I've never been to Detroit. I was like, sure, I'll go to Detroit. <laughs> and he's like, you got to get back from Detroit. Well, he was coming back this way. He was picking up a load from Pepsi and coming back. Okay. And and I was like, sweet. So I asked my mom and she's like, go ahead. And I was like, and I started thinking, am I going to get like gang raped in this truck? You know what I mean? <laughs> And I was, and my mom's like, this guy's really nice. He comes in all the time. You're fine. Just go experience life. And I was like, all right, sweet. Perfect. Yeah. So then I went to my boss and I was like, Hey, I'm leaving. And he's like, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to go to Detroit. And he's like, if you go, you're fired. I'm like, all right. And he's (laughs) like, you're really just going to walk away from your job. I was like, look at buddy. I said, I'm 18 years old. I'm not going to work here forever. I want to experience life. Yeah. I'm going to go take a ride. When I get back, I'll come over here and see if I still have a job. If I don't, great. If I don't, I'll shake your hand and say thank you so much. But I am not turning down this experience in my life. That's fair. So, right. so then, especially at eighteen, like you're right, an, it's yeah. an entry level job anyway. So, like, right, you know, exactly. Like you're going to come back, yeah. and any company's going to hire you into an entry level, you know, window installation job. That's I, right. I get what you're exactly. Saying. It's not like you've been there for 20 years and you're going to lose your pension and shit or whatever, you know? Right. Exactly. I was young and dumb. Anyway, so I go. And I won't finish. We stopped at this truck stop. And in my head, I was like, I can't fall asleep. Like, I want to experience this. 
for so all this was 30 whatever hours no it's like a 15 hour drive or something i don't fucking know dude uh, okay but my point is so i was there and then i saw this is before five hour energy and all this stuff right yeah this is before energy drinks in general right, right? Yeah. maybe red bull when did they start i can't remember but i i bought these two pills and they were like straight up speed the, yeah caffeine with yeah but they sell the two pack and then they sell the bottle of 30 yeah and i was like buying the bottle of 30 i'm not gonna sleep for days this could be great yeah it, it's the it's, <laughs> it's the yeah the gas station it's like mega awake with like lightning bolts or something yeah exactly oh my god so, what was that video power thirst oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. power thirst energy so, legs so sorry, i ate five of them oh my god okay so i got once yeah all right about i don't know an hour out of detroit my stomach started to get destroyed of course Um, yep right so jacked up in the front seat yeah so we get to we get to detroit and my stomach is just it's like and i'm like sweating i was like dead I ended up puking the entire time they were unloading this truck because of all the speed or whatever it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, gas yeah. station right. speed can't be good. No. You no. know what I mean? Especially but if, they, if it's like, I, I think it would honestly would have been better if you actually took meth. Like uh, regular real speed. Well, so. okay. Well, maybe not. Okay. But. but anyway, my point is it was a cool experience. I got to see something awesome. I was an idiot, 18 year old kid, but it was just one of those cool experiences. Yeah. And I have no idea how we got there. Oh, American truck simulator. So yes. I, I've seen some of these like streams where like, they like paint the room to look like the sides of the truck and they have, they get by like a bit, get the big TV and that's the, what they see. Kind of like how people go crazy with um, like the uh, Microsoft flight simulator. Yes. Right. Same thing for this. And they've got like CB radios and they have the whole dash look like uh, a <laughs> uh, rig and all this stuff. It's pretty cool. So yeah. I think that's going to be my um, holiday 2022 purchase. And I'll probably buy you two idiots one and we'll all probably do like <laughs> that new cross stream through uh, Streamlabs. Oh, the, yes. Oh, the, the, yeah. The co-stream. You, fuck, what's it called? Co-op stream? No. Yeah. No, no. Like you, I'll be Co- able to put you guys in Streamlabs directly, like make your own scene and yeah. it'll link your Streamlabs to my Streamlabs. That's right. perfect. Like it's, it's, it's getting, it's great. doing a squad stream without Twitch. <laughs> right. And That's I think cool. this is the first thing that Streamlabs hasn't stolen from regular OBS, so I commend them for it. Aren't they the same company, though? No, they're not. So they're, they're not. So OBS. So I know this because I know some people that work for Streamlabs. They said that. So OBS is open broadcast software. It's open, open to anybody. So then Streamlabs said, okay. We'll just copy all your shit. We'll create a business and we'll make our own stuff. And okay. that's what they do. But they can't, but OBS can't do anything because OBS is open, open format. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's free. It's like, do whatever you want to it. So they pretty much found a loophole and they just copy okay. everything. But this is the first time they've done something that OBS doesn't OBS doesn't have. Right. Right. Anyway, the, the old poop hole loophole. The poop. Yeah. 
Anyways, uh, the last thing I wanted to say is I'm really, really, really sick and tired of the green text message. So I have some friends who have Android phones and like us human beings have an Apple phone that is blue and it says delivered and like if you want, it can stay red, you know, right? Yeah. And it's sophisticated, right? And then you have the freaks who have an Android phone and it ruins our goddamn group messages with this green text. <laughs> and and they look like fucking weirdos. So Android has <laughs> got to go. Buy an iPhone. Moving on. So uh, A-Trax, <laughs> who have you been playing with? <laughs> well, uh, my weird like Android I- self... <laughs> Thank I'm you, sorry. Marcus. It, it feels like it's like like a hazing initi- initiation. Oh, or oh something. no, it is. It's the first. <laughs> it's the first time that you two are against me now on something. Normally, it's you and I against Marcus. That's true. Well, just Fair. for the record, uh, pre-show, everything was my fault. The 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 Google Doc wasn't right. Oh, it's Marcus's fault. Everything that that happened, was your fault. No, everything yeah. that happened in this fucking pre-show podcast was all my fault, and it wasn't even my fault. Yeah, it was only eighty-seven percent your fault. Just a majority. I'm gonna say sixty-six percent. How about sixty-nine percent? Because it's one six-nine episode. Anyways, hey tracks, who have you been playing with? So yeah, uh, last night I joined Stone Dog Entertainment for his first ever karaoke stream. It was a lot of fun. Um, basically, the format was we did marbles, and the winner of the marble match got to pick who did their karaoke song. Uh, each of us participating had three songs that we did or could choose from. So I performed our th- all three. Mine were uh, Lose Yourself by Eminem, Paid My Dues by NF, and then Remember the Name by Ed Sheeran with Eminem and 50 Cent. So wow, it was a lot of fun. It was, I think, four hours was the whole stream. So... It was a good long while. It was a ton of fun. Shout out to Stone Dog Entertainment for hosting that. And hopefully he'll do it again in the future. Nick, what is your favorite karaoke song? Um, Probably This Love by Maroon 5. All oh, right. that's a good one. Because it's what like about in, you, my, in, in my range. Well, I mean, can I give him yeah. Mount Rushmore? Also, yeah. um, Mr. Brightside by The Killers. Okay. You've got a, I've got a I've actually have a playlist in my Spotify of uh, karaoke songs that I feel comfortable with. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's a lot of it's a it's a lot of things. You sing a lot of karaoke then. So in the car. I feel I've, like I've done it in real life me... once because I don't want to go by myself, you know? Yeah. I feel oh. like you've sent me a video of you singing karaoke once. I definitely did. That was me singing This Love by Maroon 5. That's right, yeah. That's where I saw Marcus's wife's friend uh, at the bar, actually. Oh, okay. Bar. Yeah. That's just a tidbit for Marcus. Right. Meanwhile, Marcus, what's your favorite karaoke song? Uh, Wu-Tang Clan Chess Boxing. Yep, you told me that. All right. That's a good one. 
Very nice. Uh, yeah. And if I yeah. and, and my backup to that is "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey. Don't stop. Oh, oh man, good. that's gotta be. I can hit none of those notes. I don't, but that's the best. <laughs> like that's the point of karaoke. You're not meant to be good. You're just meant no. to be an idiot. The well, better not, you are I'm at singing, good. the worse you are at karaoke. But the that's best there. But the best part about karaoke is if you go to like a karaoke bar. Right. Yeah. You yeah, like have, the one I went to. All right. So you, yeah. And that's the one I'm talking about. So like you go there and like 50% of the crowd is just drinking, having a great time, singing songs, just being an idiot and yeah. having a great time doing it. The other 50% is like the people who want like want to be singers and they're getting up there and pouring their heart and soul into each song. And you're listening to it a little half in the bag and you're going, damn. If this was 1979, this guy would have made it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's funny. I think I made the comment at some point last night. I was like, this is just like I'm sitting in an Applebee's. Like, we're just vibing out. You can hear the karaoke going on. Everybody's having a good time. That's cool. It was. Yeah, it was great. See, I'd like to think I'm in the first category of like, yeah, I'm drinking, I'm having a good time, but like, I don't like to sing a karaoke song unless I can like, kind of do it, you know? Yep. Same here. So like, <laughs> and if I mess I, up, not, I get I, super self conscious too. Oh, me too. And I'm not like, I am not a good singer like at all. Right. I have like very a very narrow range. I'm not hitting all. I'm not hitting any crazy high notes or anything. He never hits the end, and he never hits the walls. Yep, walls. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I definitely. I don't. I don't ever hit the end. But the walls. The walls get beat up. But back at the ranch, the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely want to like try so that it's at least serviceable. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that guy. That's completely not even close. But right. it's like it's it's like oh this guy tried a little like karaoke but clearly can't sing. But the I don't you know what you're saying, Marcus. Like the people who like clearly like have taken singing lessons and like have sung like in choirs or something and like really sang the shit out of a song like a Whitney Houston song or something. It's like all right, relax, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> save some room yep. for the rest of us nor- normies over here. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, abs- absolutely. Or like the. Uh... The person who can really sing in your group goes first, and then everybody else after is just like, oh, all right, well, I don't know how to, don't know <laughs> how to follow, follow that. that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. So what else has so, been going on? So, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. That was last night. Um, in addition, we talked about it last week, but I've been getting more into it this week. We're moving the ATRAX stream server, good old ASS. It is moving into the Working Class Nerds Discord. I made the official announcement yesterday. Um, and I was, it's, it was kind of, it snuck up on me like how, I guess, like sentimental I got thinking about getting rid of the server because for the last few months, I've just been like, well, I've only used it really for announcements. And when people talk in it, I try to reply and be there, but I just haven't been very active. So I thought, Oh, we'll just, you know, the Discord will come to an end. But then when I thought about it, I remember there was a time when uh, it was the go-to server in in my area for the people that I knew for, like, Among Us and Goose Goose Duck lobbies. We used to hang out and watch all sorts of random crazy stuff and stay up super, super late to, like, 5 o'clock in the morning. 
so yeah, it was kind of writing up the announcement. I was I was getting a little sad. I was like, man, it's it's the end of an era. It's kind of saying goodbye to I don't know, just a small little section of of my streaming career, you know. But yeah. well, I'm excited to be moving on too. Well, of course I'm sorry to interject, but like No, of course. Dude, you've had a lot of fun times in some of those voice channels. There's been some funny memes over the years posted in those channels. Like yep. that shit's hard to forget about or let go and like click delete. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So the official day when I get back from, I'm saving, saving it for when I get back from the beach on Monday and I'll, if it'll be officially gone on Monday, it'll be the, uh, that'll be the official delete button. We'll delete the server and then we'll go live on Twitch. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, is there, I would imagine there is at least some solace that like, it's not as though the server's completely gone. Like at least you still have a presence in the working class nerds discord. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. And it, it really is about, you know, kind of evolving and changing as a content creator, which kind of brings me into my next point. A huge thank you to everybody from both communities, um, the working class nerds community, and also the small community that I've started to bring in. All the people that have sent me messages, you know, saying like, hey, we're excited for you to be on the show or we're super excited for you to be moving into the discord or for the next chapter, all that sort of stuff. Thank you to everybody. Um, the response from the community has been nothing but fantastic. And not that I was like worried. Oh, man, people are going to be they're not going to like it, but it's just kind of really great reinforcement that uh so many of you are so welcoming hell yeah that's what it's all about but um, it also makes me happy to hear that you know yeah yeah i'm gonna speak a little selfishly when i say this i'm actually excited that somebody else is gonna be in the discord because somebody else can help pay attention to it yeah you know what i mean like yep i try i I do not pay attention to the discord. I try, but I do not at all. No, no, not I even you, Nick, well. but like sometimes like I'm super busy and I miss stuff for hours. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. me too. Like is for me, the old, the biggest thing for me is when anybody new joins, I always welcome them. That's the only thing that is like a must. The other thing that drives me crazy is the one thing I don't like about discord right now is they have these like waving, like robot oh things God. and like, yeah, I, that drives me crazy because it gets like, ah, those things. I wish I could disable those things. You might be able to. Anyways, moving on. Know. Yeah. So in addition to moving into the discord and all of this after this weekend, Hello. when I get everything set up, uh, I announced this in my discord. There will be a multiverses tournament happening, sad happening Saturday, November 5th. So first Saturday in November, we're going to have a multiverses tournament. I'll talk a little bit more about it later, um, but just a couple of quick highlights. I'll be hosting it, so I won't actually be playing in the tournament. Uh, I want to do one versus one and two versus two, but I'm not sure if we'll have enough time and how many people will sign up and whatnot. So we'll kind of figure that out as things get set up, but you'll be able to sign up in the discord very very soon 
Um, so yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about multiverses later, but that's pretty much all the news that I've got going on. Nick, what have you been up to this week? I know you've got a lot. I do have a lot. So I'll start with stream stuff and then I'll progress to non-stream stuff. All right. <clears throat> so th- this past weekend was insane. Like once in a lifetime opportunity. So uh, first things first, I streamed this week. I'm going out of order for my bullets, but stream this week was wicked fun. I don't know what made it different. I feel like I had about the same number of folks in there, kind of the same people, but chat was like going crazy and people were talking smack and having fun. And I just had a particularly had a blast. So thank you to everyone for for coming by stream. Um, I think it was helped by like the story progressing. I was doing the actual main quest and like moving it along and some crazy stuff was happening in it. Um, spoilers for The Witcher 3, but like we finally get to the point where like, all right, we know where that what the hell happened to Siri. So speaking of which, I'm almost at the end of The Witcher 3. So I won the high stakes Gwent tournament as a quick sidebar, and I banged one of the other contestants. So kudos to uh Kudos to Geralt, because that's always fulfilling. You know what I mean? Wasn't Triss, though. Get it? Yeah. Fulfilling. Ha! 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 Because intercourse. Yeah. Anyways. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Explain it to him, Nick. No, no, no. I, no. I don't need you to explain it. <laughs> but it's not Triss, so I'm not interested. Yeah. Well, anyways. Uh, oh, actually, I, th- I had a double. Oh, no. The... the Gwent tournament, uh, it you know relations was not on stream, but the Yennefer relations were, which I believe both of you missed. But yeah, but yeah, yeah we boycotted it that day because yeah, we did. It was in Triss. We knew we knew what was happening. We're like, get this guy out of here. Like, my question is this, Nick. Okay, what happens when you beat The Witcher? I'll have to reevaluate my life. No, yes, yeah, no, you beat it, and then there's two DLCs. Oh, that's right. true. And the DLCs have a lot of stuff in. Yeah, one of them I can kind of play the quest now. It's like it uses the same area of the map and just adds stuff that are like higher levels. Um, that's the heart something. I forget what it's called. Like hearth something. I don't know. Homestead. Yeah. Something with an H. I forget what it's called. But um, then uh, yeah, the next DLC, the Blood and Wine DLC adds Trissant, which I think is supposed to be like Spain or France. It's like sounds French, but like gives a Spain aesthetic. A lot of wines and stuff. Yeah. I think it's probably France now that I'm thinking about it. But um, it's uh, yeah, that's like a, supposedly like another 40 hours or something crazy. Like a whole nother like enormous part of the game. It's how I wish every game did DLC. Like yeah. it is it is the prime example of how DLC should be done. Right, that's that's what everybody says. I obviously haven't. I obviously haven't played it yet because that right. those quests are supposed to be like after you beat the main game and then you go to do this. But um, versus like the other smaller DLC is like sort of added in. You can go do the other quests at the same time. It just adds content to the base like maps and stuff. But um, right. But yeah, I in terms of game stuff, I you know I got to the part where it's like okay, we know where Siri is. We're going to have to go get her, but as soon as we go get her, you know, we got to use magic, so the wild hunt is going to come and attack at the same time. So, like, we got to get geared up for a big fight. It's like, go, why don't you go talk to everybody that you've talked to in the game that, like, you, you made friends with along the way and gather them up for this big fight. I'm like, oh, okay, clearly this is the It reminds game. me of Mass Effect 2. 
Yeah, exactly. Like that wasn't in Mass Effect Two. That's the whole overarching plot. It's like you got to gather your supplies to gather go fight your team. Yeah, yeah. But but like in this, it's it's like oh, like who do you think you can talk to? You can like recruit to come fight, like based on what you did in the game. And it's like ah oh, shit, who did you piss off? Who did you not piss off? You know. So it's like. Right. So, but regardless, obviously that's a big fight. So I'm not completing that quest until I go do, you know, I feel fulfilled elsewhere. Like I got to do all the other stuff. He's got to do everybody else. You got to yes. get fulfilled elsewhere before you can finish the complete. <laughs> Innuendos. So anyways, I also unlocked the, the twirl, which is uh, if you max out your um, fast attack, like ability tree, you can like unlock this ability. You kind of look like Anakin or Obi Wan doing the lightsaber twirl, and you just like spin your sword around and fuck up a whole crowd of people. That's awesome. So that's pretty cool. I've been trying to do that because it's got a unique animation. But um, but yeah, I didn't know that. The Witcher Three is pretty sweet. It's like the third thing down on the on the combat tier. That's like for fast attack. Yeah, but you have to put like I think it's twenty points into like the combat sec- section before that tier gets unlocked. So it's a lot. Um, but I got it unlocked, so which is exciting. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, stream has been great. The Witcher is great. I'm super enjoying it. I'm just going through doing side quests now, and uh, yeah, this past weekend, I had a once in a lifetime opportunity. So let me back up a little bit. This is definitely going to be long winded, no matter how I cut it up. So <clears throat> get your uh, get your snacks and beverages ready, I guess. Get so, your popcorn. Right. So. Um, we're from New England, obviously. We're from Massachusetts. Way, 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 way back in roughly 2010-ish, my dad met a contact with this gentleman who had a large piece of property in the food business. My dad works for Big Y. It's a grocery store chain out here. And uh, this contact liked to play paintball on that big plot of land. And my dad played paintball with me way back when. So they got to talking and said, hey, this guy... Uh, uh, yeah, this guy was like, Hey, I'm actually friends with some, this Patriots player, Vince Wilfork. Now, if you don't, if you're not a football fan, Vince Wilfork is basically for when he was with the Patriots, he was the Tom Brady of the defense. He's this giant, enormous defensive lineman. That was an absolute force to be reckoned with. And I know all defensive linemen are kind of like that, but even among defensive linemen, Vince is a specimen he is incredibly giant and athletic and always commanded a double team from the offense and just an incredible, incredible player and also a really cool guy. So anyways, we ended up playing paintball with him at this guy's house and on his like backyard property. And also that there that day was Gerard Mayo, um, who's not so related to the story, which is a kind of a cool side piece. That's also a linebacker for the Patriots for many, many years. Um, so, through that event of us playing paintball together at this guy's house, my dad was like, Hey Vince, we should get together and do some marketing for big Y. Like, uh, you know, you can be in commercials. I'm sure we can get a product that we pair you with or something and, you know, do some promotion. So they do. Vince ends up promoting the super bird, the biggest rotisserie chicken that big Y had. It's a giant rotisserie chicken. It's like you, it's big like me, eat the super bird. So he did commercials there. That was awesome. Then later, my dad made the formulated the invincible grinder. So it was a giant piece of Italian bread with seven meats and cheeses and five toppings or vegetables, whatever, for like 75 Vince's number. 
and it was like an Italian cold cut grinder. It was enormous. Then wow. later, uh, it was the same, in- the invincible pizza for, it was the same ingredients minus the lettuce on a pizza. So it was like Italian meats and cheeses on a pizza. It was awesome. Um, and a long story short, they had like a business relationship for a long time. Along the way, Vince has diabetes in his family and it's a big cause he cares about. So he would have um, uh, these fundraisers at a bowling alley that he would invite us to. It was kind of, it was fun. You could do some bowling. There's a silent auction for all kinds of different Patriots. Um, like not merch. What's the word I'm looking for? Memorabilia, photo, signed photos and jerseys and f- helmets and things. Um, and it all goes to charity and then you can kind of, you know, the players come out too that are there and you get to take photos and like hang out and do some, some bowling with the Patriots players. So my dad has this relationship with Vince Wolfork. <clears throat> well then after, you know, Vince retires and the business sort of stops. So my dad didn't heard from him from a while. Then, uh, heard from him for a while. So then he gets, my dad gets an email from Vince's assistant and says, Hey, Vince is getting inducted to the Patriots hall of fame. Do you want to go to the ceremony? And my dad's like, fuck, yes, I do. He's like, okay, great. How many tickets do you want? He's like, well, two. Okay. So, okay. So two tickets comes with a VIP pass to the reception before the ceremony. Okay. The reception after the ceremony. Okay. Uh, You get a discounted hotel stay and tickets to the game on Sunday. And we're like, what? Because the ceremony's on Saturday. Then the Patriots game on Sunday. We're like, what? Okay. Great. So we show up. You know, we figured the ceremony, you should dress nice. And we did because it was. So if you if you want reference to what I'm talking about for the ceremony, if you just Google Vince Wilfork uh, Patriots Hall of Fame ceremony, it's on YouTube, the whole event. <clears throat> so we show up. They're like, hey, park your car in X, Y, this VIP lot. Um, here's the pass. And you'll, you know, follow the the tent where you sign in. I'm like, OK, so there's a couple different tents to sign in for like the public to like be around the area. And then we're like, no, 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 actually you're over there in the gated off section. We're like, okay. So we, my dad and I walk over to the gated off section. There's a security guy with the, you know, the curly Q earpiece and everything. It's like Norman Dick Vernadakis. It's like, yep, you're right this way. And they move the, move the thing. <laughs> we <can laughs> move the, uh, I'm doing the like divide. What do they call those? The divider thing, the rope. Yeah. The, the little click, ropes, the clicky latch. Yep. So we go over, they're like, oh, hey, what's going on? And there's Vince's assistant. We some introductions, blah, blah, blah. And we get the, the silver wristbands. Actually, uh, do I have it in here? I do. Hold on. Nick's very excited. He wants to show us the silver wristband. We'll have to make a clip or something so everybody can see. I get the silver wristband. So, <laughs> so then we go silver. to this. Fris- it is silver this- for all of you listening. Can yeah. confirm. Yeah, it's silver. Yeah. We are it's recording. A silver, the it's a it's a silver wristband. Everybody, think yeah. about what you got when you went to Chuck E. Cheese yeah. or the play games unlimited for an hour. That's what he got, and it's silver. This one says Gillette Stadium on it, though it's special. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, anyways, then we go into this building, and I don't think much of it because, like, not a lot of people are there outside. It's like an hour till the stadium. So the, the ceremony starts an hour, it's like an hour and a half and uh, ceremony starts and we go in and inside there's like a buffet table with like chicken tenders and like fried mac and cheese bites and stuff like that. And then like a, a beer and wine bar um, bar type of thing. And in there it's Vince, his family, some Patriots alumni, like a couple of the guys I knew, but most of them were like sort of older, like from the eighties ish, you know, right. like a, and then um, they were just there for like the ceremony to, you know, support Vince and things. Mm-hmm. 
Vince. Then we got like Vince's kid's baseball coach, Vince's assistant, Vince's accountant, and us. It's like 25 people. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you're like of the 25, of 25 people, people, we got invited. Yeah, we're like, I could not believe the like exclusivity. My dad and I are both like, so, so we kind of went into it with like, hey, this is a really cool opportunity. We're expecting nothing, right? Like we're not right, but like, and whatever cool stuff happens, like it'll just be a bonus. So yeah, we're we're expecting to get like the obstructed view behind a pole in the back of the ceremony, yeah. and then for You're the like, game, we'll we get be, like, to go. Exactly. We, well, I'm just pumped to be there, right? Yeah. And then we're in this VIP room with Vince, and you know we talk to him. We get a you know snap a photo or two. You know, eat some some chicken tenders or whatever, and then um, you know the Vince's assistant comes out. It's like, hey, like you know, Patriots alumni, um, you go off to the side, and uh, Vince's family and friends, you um, are going to go take your seats now. So what I didn't realize was, as you know, in the hour and a half or so what, that we were in there, the general public was like uh, around the outside of the family and friends seats and uh, Patriots alumni seats, so which oh, are like okay. white chairs. So like they're crowding this whole area. There's like a thousand people there. Right, like Patriots gear, taking photos, and I didn't realize there's a, they laid out a red carpet to lead up to the stage. So we come out the doors of this reception area, and it's a red carpet that leads to the stage, oh, wow. and then we walk by and go to our seats. But like all these people don't know who the hell me and my dad are compared to the Patriots players that are yeah. like in there still. So they're like snapping photos. I hear them like being like, oh, "I wonder who that is." After yeah. walking down our actual red carpet, I'm like, "Are you literal kidding me? red carpet treatment? That's amazing!" <laughs> so we take our seats, um, and the lady's like, "Oh, you can sit here, here." And there are a couple people. She pointed to the third row or the sixth row. I'm like, "Well, whatever." The sixth row was totally open, and the third row had like um, somebody's family in there. It's like children, so we're like, "All right, we'll go to the sixth row." <laughs> and of like thirty seats, chairs, and then yeah, there's like hordes the of people outside of the chairs. Like mm-hmm. you know, the chairs are kind of roped off. And if you if you look up this YouTube video, it's way easier to know what the hell I'm talking about. But we take our seats and then like the Patriots alumni get like brought out in the ceremony. And there's like really extremely touching speeches during the ceremony from Bob Kraft and Vince's speech is like tear a tearjerker. He had a really, really tough upbringing. Like both his parents died in college um, and he almost quit football. And then, you know, his defensive line coach told him to come back and then he's played football with a heavy heart, not having his parents and, you know, not having a close family like that. So it was a re I'm totally brushing by it. But if you look up that YouTube video, just Vince Wilfork Hall of Fame ceremony, Marcus and I watched it with my dad at guys night last night. And it was really touching. Like that was the second time I'd heard it. Um, and it was really, really meaningful. I would, I would recommend it even if you're not a Patriots fan, but Bob Kraft's speech and Vince's, which I think is like 10, 12 minutes in something like that. But anywho, um so we go through the whole ceremony like six rows from the from, from the stage we're in that video on youtube a bunch of times you can see the back of our heads <laughs> in the wide shot you can see us like they they zoom in on one of the players and we're like standing up right behind them clapping for him it's it was crazy then afterwards with our silver wristbands we get access to like a another reception area that's a little bit larger um afterwards so that, again it's this one is um barbecue theme so we've got like some brisket in like a carving station some mac and cheese cornbread because Vince is like a southern southern guy so he's big into the barbecue um, right. and then that was some folks who are like have like VIP season tickets of some kind I forgot what it's called um, they were also in the reception area and then there was a different chunk of folks 
that were like the Patriots alumni and then Fins's family and friends in there. So that right. was crazy. Yeah. So then my dad and I were like, you know what? We're not going to drink a lot tonight. And I don't condone <laughs> this behavior, by the way, but we had some fun. We <laughs> so well, wait, the, wait, 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 wait. Yes. But you should. You're not driving. You're in a hotel. Like, like, right. You should enjoy yourself. That's true. So at the so at the the after ceremony reception, we had like two coronas, I think, in the first part. Then there's then the ceremony is like an hour and a half. Then um, we go to the reception, the after ceremony reception. And that bar was like a real bar, not just beer and wine. We're like, ooh, they have a scotch that we really like. Macallan 12. Let's have one of those. So I got a scotch and a water. And then we eat dinner and we're chatting and we got another scotch and a water and then another scotch and a water. And then we're like, all right, well, this is wrapping up. Let's uh, let's go to let's check into the hotel and then we'll go to one of the bars. They at, after that, they made an announcement that um, they said, like, hey, this bar is going to have live music for till 10 o'clock or something. So we go there. We have a double tequila soda because uh, we don't want to pay for scotch because that's expensive. <laughs> but um, right. especially out somewhere like up at home, the bottle's reasonable. But uh, and then uh, we go back to the hotel room. We're like preparing for tomorrow. Like, all right, we're going to wear this and we're going to go to meet up with our friends at a tailgate after, you know, here, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then we have, a, I brought a, my dad and I both like tequilas. I brought a bottle of tequila and like a bunch of seltzers and lime juice. And we're watching the, um, <laughs> the Tom Brady documentary, Man in the Arena. So there's a, an episode, I think it's episode six, that Vince Wilfork is like also in, like as a main focus. It's talking about the 2011 Super Bowl. And um, so we're like, we're watching that. We're chatting. We're having like bonding time. We're drinking and not paying attention. All of a sudden, the next morning, I realize we finished the bottle of tequila. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. So we went into things being like, yeah, we're not going to drink a lot. I don't want to be hung over at the game. Like, it'll be fine. But yeah, some we had some liquid IVs that night, and then again a couple again in the morning. We were we were good to go. But it was just funny the amount of alcohol had, we ended up drinking. <laughs> had going to rehydrate being, after. Yeah, going into it being like, yeah, no, it's just gonna be low key. And I'm, and it was like an an incredible event, the whole thing. So we were just like totally starstruck and like thankful and grateful for to have that opportunity. So it was great. Then the next day we go. We're like, okay, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go have breakfast um, at the hotel, and there's a sweet buffet there, um, buffet style breakfast. We go. I I actually stashed the car at our favorite parking spot that's outside of the the um, like the stadium parking because that can be an absolute nightmare to get out of. It's um, awful. It could like, possibly be the world worst world's worst experience ever. Yeah, like my dad, he went to a Patriots game last season for like a corporate event with like people from work, and it legitimately took them two and a half hours just to get out of the parking lot and onto the main road. Not wow. even like no progress, just out of the parking lot. So we have a, a secret spot that lets you you park at this business establishment. Then you um it it's like half of it's like it has one entrance to the main road that's a absolute gridlock, and then it has a side street, and that side street leads to um like another main road and then you get on the highway super fast so like so you park there and it's more expensive but like you walk a mile park there you zip out the side street and then boom you're home and there's zero tra- waiting in traffic that's the way, way to go better. so yeah. the only snafu is it's an hour it's a lit uh, sorry not an hour a mile walk so i went in that we had breakfast i went stashed the car walked back 
um, and then met up with my dad. And then we found some of his business associates who are having a whole extravagant tailgate also with like free beers. And they had Bears Barbecue, which if you're from the Northeast, it's a really good barbecue place in, in Connecticut. So it was more barbecue, crazy food. And they're like, all right, pinching ourselves. Then we go in. Oh, I forgot to tell you at the reception, the pre the pre ceremony reception the day before Vince's assistant gives us the details. She says, hey, yeah, so our tickets for tomorrow, you're going to be in the Putnam Lounge in the back of the end zone, uh, which has like its own like private um, like bar get bar and like food, food area and like tables with comfy seats for you to sit at. And you get a different wristband again. This is the green one now. Oh, oh we moved on to the green it's one. Green. So I'm Let's still wearing go. the silver. Then I've got the green wristband on. Clearly, Gillette's, Gillette Stadium uses Android. Right. Because they're rocking the green wristband. You got to go buy in the exclusive staircase and elevator for the the uh, the Optum Lounge. But uh, you sit stand in the back of the end zone. She, and then she goes, so we're going to be sitting there during the game. And then at halftime, we're all going to get together and we're going to go on the field for Vince's ceremony in the uh, at halftime. And I'm like, what? Because we're going in expecting nothing, right? We're expecting to sit in the nosebleeds. Like, no expectations. So we're like, okay, great. Like, fantastic. Now, at that point, my dad and I are thinking, we're going to be on the sidelines. The ceremony is going to be over there. We'll be on the field. But I just get to touch the turf, and I'm happy with it, right? So, okay. So we're at the game. And I will say that Optum, that lounge actually sucks. So you're standing the whole time, unless you want to be inside and just watching on screens. And you're in the back of the end zone, but you're at the same level as the players on the turf. You're at turf level. And so... Like and you're in the back of an end zone, so you can't see shit right. because yeah. like all the people are giant. All the players are if they're at the far end of the field, forget it. You don't you can't see anything. They're Do you going guys away from you? Does and everybody like, out here listen to this? He's in one of the best premier spots in the stadium. Yeah, yeah but I'm, viewing, so, I'm making fun. Viewing, I'm making fun of yeah. the premier spot. The, the, but but you're on the field in this little box thing. Yeah, you have level, yeah. food and drink. All you can eat. All you can eat. No, 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 no. You have to pay for the food and drinks. Okay, so you got to pay for it. Yeah, all expenses paid, and there's comfy seats if you want to watch it on a screen. Yeah, I don't feel bad. No, you sh- definitely should not feel bad. I'm making a side note for anybody looking on, being like, "Ooh, maybe I want to buy tickets to sit there." It's way better to sit in like the 200 section where you can actually see. Because like, it's one thing if you sit in an end zone and you're elevated because then you get that sense of depth and you can still see right but like yeah. if you're at the ground level in an end zone even if they're coming at us like uh one of, a play happened and like they were behind the lineman and i just like couldn't i had no idea what happened I'm, so you're watching the whole game on the jumbotron anyways is my point so right um that was the only negative was like and that is such a tiny negative in this sea of overwhelmingly positive experience but uh <laughs> i'm complaining about the free tickets that we got being you know, suboptimal for watching the football game. But um, so halftime comes, right? CJ, uh, that's the name of Vince's assistant, rounds us up. She's like, hey, we got to meet by the stairs over here with a few minutes left in the first half. Okay. we And we go in like the back tunnels across the, the you know, over to the, you know, the, the tunnel exit where the players come out. And then like we're queued up and they have the stage like that's going to roll onto the field next to us. And I'm still thinking we're going to be on the sideline. But then I realized like all the Patriots alumni that were with us yesterday are also there too. So they roll the stage out and we're going not on the sideline. We're going in the middle of the field, like right next to the stage. 
Like, imagine the Super Bowl halftime show when they sometimes have fans, like, they let them on. Like, that was us. We were right against the stage in the middle of the 70,000 people screaming for Vince when he's like, Bob Kraft's making another speech and Vince is making another acceptance speech and just hyping the crowd up. It was nuts. And by the way, to get on the field, you need an orange wristband. Oh, the orange wristband. Three wristbands already. So my infinity wristband was almost complete at this point. <laughs> Instead of Finley got Infinity Gauntlet. Um yeah, so we I think they got it, Nick. Oh, I that's what it's it. from. Oh, oh yeah. That oh yeah, the infinity. Yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, so we go on the field. That was incredible. Uh to say the least. We're right there. I I got some I actually I, I can't even say it properly. I took some turf beads from Gillette Stadium in my pocket. You can't see them on the camera. All right. <laughs> Because I was literally in the middle of the field the, um, with, you know, everybody screaming. It was incredible. It was right next to like the cheerleaders and stuff, too. Um, I'm going to I'll post some photos in the discord on, in, in, in like uh, Nick's lab or something. But then we went back and like I was just like in awe smiling from ear to ear. I don't even know what happened in the second half. I was just like soaking all that in. It was in, like I can't describe how crazy positive that whole weekend was. Whew. But that's it. What was that, 20 Sounds minutes amazing. or so? <laughs> that was incredible. Something like that. Once in a lifetime. It's hard to describe. Do you like Star Wars The Old Republic? Do you like Destiny 2? Do you like World of Warcraft? Maybe even Guild Wars 2. Lord of the Rings Online, maybe? Who doesn't want to be Frodo? I mean, Final Fantasy 14? All these games are in one place. That is A-I-E. You want to go to AIE-Guild.org, get our Discord information at the top right-hand corner of the screen. Find out about this wonderful family-friendly gaming community. And yes, this podcast is not family-friendly, but the Guild is. Exactly. And let me tell you, I've been involved with this clan Guild oh, six years Yeah, now. Since pre-podcast right around where julia was born right and almost seven years and i have been had many opportunities to go other places join other places and i don't because this is home and i'm telling you right now it's never i've never met such a wholesome group of people they do awesome stuff we have a guild calendar where you can check uh, the Google calendar that's on the website and see what's going on because every single, oh, excuse me, I got the hiccups. Every single night of the week, there's something awesome happening in the guild. And I'm not kidding. So no matter what game you play, there's a game love, for you. And we would love to have you. Thanks, Nick. So and I already went pee. And I'm completely and utterly doing the dance. So we'll be right back. Jeez, Nick, hurry up. We're trying to finish this podcast. And we're back. So today, uh, first things first, I want to give sincere condolences um, to all of our F- Floridian nerds community members who have been affected by Hurricane Ian. Um, I know some of you have lost a lot. And we just want you to know uh, before we go on that we're thinking about you. And um, you're yeah, awesome. Just, you're awesome. Yeah. We appreciate your updates in Discord saying like, hey, we're over here. We're dealing with that and whatnot. 
and we're okay. Yes. It's like, I know, like, it sucks, but, like, just us hearing that you're okay means the world. It does. So, in our second segment today, uh, we are talking about gaming news. So, we have a few different topics that we want to chat about, starting with uh, the Dragonflight release date is changing. No, it says it's not changing. Uh, they no, released it. Changing death penalty. They're changing the death penalty in Dragonflight now. And I put that in there because I know it's a big like thing for Marcus. He really hates the fact that he has to like walk back. And if he doesn't, then there's a severe penalty. They're oh. changing that in Dragonflight. It's not gonna be as terrible to die anymore. But yes, Got there it. is the dragon. Okay, so what Atrax is being very cryptic about everybody, and he's not explaining to you. So in World of Warcraft, when you die, so bossy. Wait, what do you mean? I'm just being <laughs> thorough. Wait, wait. Okay, uh, so hold on. So wait, you guys blamed is me. In- you guys, wait, wait, wait. You guys blamed me for everything going wrong all night. Yep, that's why I'm crabby. Oh. You were crabby beforehand. No, that's that's a lie. Everybody. You were Don't you were crabby because I have Android. Well, that's just no. That's you're a modern psychopath. You know <laughs> what I mean? Buy an iPhone. Come to the fucking light side of the force. It's not even light or dark side. It's just like the sane side. Yeah, sane. Yeah. Anyway, it's like instead of a lightsaber, you're using like a like lightsaber nunchucks. It's just chaos. Yeah, it's like hey hey, you can have a video call whenever you want it. But I'm still going to buy a phone that's still using things that we used in 1998. You might have to tap three twice to get uh, the letter C. C. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a dick. No, no. Anyway, so Dragonflight launches on November 28th. Yes. No, no. So, so, wait, so is that an expansion for World of Warcraft? Yeah. So, yes. so Dragonflight okay. is the next expansion for World of Warcraft. Okay. What I okay. don't like about the game is when you die, you could be like six miles away, but it's going to teleport you to a graveyard. Okay. And then you have to take your dead ghost body and walk all the way back to your character who's dead six miles away. It's a terrible design. That's you should just be able to auto res where you are and start over. Well, so it's not. Yeah, it's not like you can't. You can respawn at the with the current system. You can respawn at the graveyard without having to walk back to where you were. Yeah, but you would get what's called resurrection sickness, which would basically make your um your abilities like just worthless. So previously it was, I think this is what it is now. 25% durability loss on items and you get 10 minutes of resurrection sickness debuff. And the debuff would reduce all your attributes by like, I think it's either 50 or 75%. So for 10 minutes you would do basically like no damage. That's rough. What is that to, like to combat against? Uh, people trying to use death to speed run places. Oh, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, to just uh, let's see here. To cheat what was death? it? They explained it in this. 
Yeah, from using spirit healers as a form of quick transportation. So they didn't oh, want see. people to just be like, oh, okay, well, I completed my quest. I'll just, instead of running back, I'll just die and res at the graveyard. They wanted to combat that. That's good. That's true. That's um, fair enough. Which I get it, but like in SWOTOR, that's what I like is where you die, you res right there and they give you 10 seconds to get to a safe location before you're active in the game. And for me, I like that feature because it's like very direct. You're in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So yeah, I don't know. I, it's really hard, but a lot of people are really excited about this expansion. Um, a lot of positivity, even on YouTube, even like Asmongold is excited for it. You know what I mean? I, I find that like Shadowlands and the one before that, people were not excited for this one people actually are so i wanted to ask you and the reason why i wanted to talk to you when a game company goes through what blizzard just did right with all like the allegations and everything fucked up that they did and all these people were like i'm never playing this game again but then they all slowly creep back right (laughs) Yeah. yeah. My question is, anyway. yeah. well, right. Well, not everybody. Some people's unsubbed and never went back. They're like, fuck you. You guys are asshole scumbags. Like, fuck off. But a lot, some people are going back. And I wanted to ask you guys, what could a studio do to get you to never play one of their IPs again? Well, I mean, it depends on the studio, right? Like, what IP are you talking about? Well, any of them. If, okay. So if, if you think about like, I'm trying to think, like I'm trying to think of something that I really enjoy. Like okay, Bethesda. so like Activision Call of Duty, would, right? Because you do like Call of Duty, Nick. If yeah. the, you, they have the same allegations that Blizzard did, and it's really fucked up, would you never play their games again? Uh no. I mean, I mean, like yes, I would still play the games. Yeah. Well, yep, the problem the is right. Way. Like, there's always people that aren't doing the bad stuff in those companies, and like are just like trying to do their job, no matter yeah. what. So right. like there's always like and and most of the time it's a majority of the people are just there trying to do their job, not doing the nefarious things. So like I don't know. Is the game good? Like, yes. So then I'm gonna play it. I might not right. buy it right away, or like I'm certainly not gonna pre order it if it's I don't want to support the company. I might wait until it's on sale or something and then get it and, and play. Because you know, that that makes sense to not want to financially support the corporation and stuff, but yeah, I think I was just going to say, I think it depends, like, if the company as a whole is, you know, because it seemed like, at least from from my viewpoint, like, it seemed that no one, whether you were working at the company or not, like, the allegates, the stuff that was brought out, right? It was just, it was everywhere, and it was the, it was certain people, whereas it wasn't like the entire company was, you know, specific, at least, you know, they were, they weren't like trying to push that. That wasn't like their agenda where they're like, yeah, this is what, you know. Yeah. Like like if some company was somehow like, I don't know, secretly all Nazis or something. And they were like 
funding, making games to fund the fourth Reich or something. And every yeah. single person was like, okay, yeah, obviously I'm not pl- buying things from that company. But like, if it's like personal allegations like this, where it's like several, like, you know, a, a, a com- uh, not community culture of like sexual harassment amongst managers, like then like all of the ground level people aren't probably not get doing that behavior. It's like a hierarchical yeah. thing, like at Activision, I'm using that as an example. So mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to not play the product per se, but like I might wait for it to be on sale or something so that it hurts the company stock prices or, you know, contributes to that. But like, I know at some level there's just people trying to do their jobs and we're, who are probably victims of whatever nefarious behavior in this, in this case. And so like, I don't hate the whole company, but I'm not going to like go out of my way to really financially support that company. If that makes sense. But I'll probably- yep, very much so. Yeah. And it also depends too, I think, on the quality of the game. You know, where it's like if the if the company has a bad reputation and the game is just kind of like average or maybe subpar, then there's no point in supporting it. But if the game is a really high quality and the company has some allegations come against it, but then they say, All right, well, we're gonna try and fix it because, you know, we have a reputation to uphold, I think that's a little bit different. Sure. You know, there's kind of, I don't know. There, there. It would have to be pretty extreme for me to completely quit and say I am going. I'm not going to support an entire company of people. You know. Yeah. That, that's what I'm that saying. would be pretty extreme. Sure. All right. All right. Um. Mar- wait, Marcus. What do you think about that? Yeah. <sighs> I'm kind of toxic about it. Like. People make mistakes. People do fucked up shit every day. Yeah. So I'm not going to stop playing a game because the company as a whole sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like in the example of Activision Blizzard with the right. allegations. Like, right? like they're, right. it's fucked up what they did. And like the people who were in like a part of it all got fired or let go or they resigned. And like they're getting a new it's like a new revamped Activision or Blizzard. You know what I mean? Yeah. A new culture in there. Like, right. And and maybe that's what they needed. Maybe these scumbags needed to be shit canned. Anyways, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you can't do that stuff. But for me, like, if I'm playing a game and I love the game and they do some fucked up shit, well, I'm going to keep playing the game, you know? Right. I kind of feel like, like the game, the game versus the company, there's like a, enough of a disconnect. I think that's what I was trying to articulate by saying like there's other people that worked on it that didn't do bad stuff. Like, I don't know. I feel like with games, there's like a disconnect to where I don't, I'm not necessarily by playing the game. You can like the game and that's a different thing than like supporting the company per se. Right. Like that. Right. But like on the flip side, if like, let's say in somewhere buried inside of user agreement for any game out there, it says they can look at the content that's on your computer if they choose to like spy yeah. kind of shit that I would make it. So I would never, if that came out and I found that out, I would never play that game again. Yeah. Yeah. That's I fair. feel like that's a violation of my privacy rather than anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I think it also depends like on the side. Cause now there's like indie game companies. If it's a small group of people that made a game and then they're directly involved with nefarious activities, then I would probably be like, all right, well, Maybe I'll avoid the game and just because there's so many games to choose from. I'd rather right. support a different company, but a right. giant company like Blizzard Activision, there's so many good, hardworking people that 
contributed to WoW and Call of Duty and all these things where it's like the last thing they need is a bunch of players dipping out because their higher up was nefarious, you know? Agreed. Yeah, if it's like two dudes in a garage making a game that's who are assholes, that's different than like, yeah, three, you right. know, 20 managers, physicians. Yes, exactly. And, and yeah. thousands of people just doing their jobs. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. So... Because we're going to be talking about the multiverses tournament a little bit in more yes. depth, I heard a rumor that Mark Hamill's Joker is being added to the game. Now, if that happens, that's something that could get me in because still to this day, I think Mark Hamill's Joker is one of the best ever. I agree. Oh, yeah. His voice is top tier. And I, yeah, I looked into this a little bit too. It It's data mined. So it, it's one of those like, you know, it's kind of a leak. It it's probably they found some voice lines in there that are Mark Hamill, excuse me, that are Mark Hamill, but it's it's not like an official release yet, but I really hope so because I mean, they've got Batman, they've got Harley Quinn, they've got Superman, you know, why, why not, not at this point? Please. Well, I it's mean, all Warner Brothers, so that's Yeah. They can, I, that's what I love about multiverses personally is Smash Bros has such a great um has such a great character list but they're also very limited at least at the time to like Nintendo and Disney right you know but now and they're they're they seem to be very limited to only Nintendo like you can only play it if you have a switch but multiverses you can play it on any platform you want I'm and excited there is to play it. A huge cast of characters. I'm gonna try like hell to join. When's the tournament? November fifth. So you have over a month to prepare. Um, but is that what day of the week is that? Saturday. Perfect. I don't stream. I'm in. I'm not. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna ever play it, and I'm gonna go in blind the first time for the tournament. All right. Wait. I What's better make a- it a double elimination tournament so Marcus can at least play two rounds. <laughs> well, I Marcus played Super Smash. Dis- yeah, but all the controls it, are different. It is different. Oh, it is. I would say I would say play it at least once to set up your controls how you want them to be That's before true. the tournament. Because okay. that was the first thing I did is right away I played one match and I was like, "Oh, I got to remap the controls." Which so- I love. One thing I love about multiverses is the customization customization yes what is going to be the first second and third place prize or do you not have that i have not decided that yet i'm thinking either like some gleamium which is the multiverses currency so that you can buy yourself some skins or something maybe we'll do some working class nerds merch i i don't know i prizes to be determined but there will be prizes for first second and third also I'm I'm kind of thinking I can't make it too expensive because I'm going to do one versus one and two versus two for the tournament. So there'll be six prizes. I'll I'll pay for the second and third place prize for both divisions. And second place will be a piece of working class nerds merch. Third place for both will be a working class nerds mug. Done. There you go. You heard it here first, second and third, first place, then to be determined. We'll make it something really good. Probably premium, so you can buy yourself some 
skins and skins. show off that you are an amazing multiverses player. So Hell yeah. Saturday uh, signups should be, I'm going to try and figure out the signups this week. Uh, this upcoming week, starting on Monday, I'm going to work with the discord bot in the working class nerds discord. So if you want to be a part of that, either a one versus one or a two versus two look in the discord this week, I'll make an announcement for sure. Once everything is set up and ready to go, it's going to be a fun time for the community. I won't be playing in the tournament. I'm going to be hosting it. Yours truly will host it. We'll, uh, we'll have a great time. Sweet. And it's for fun. All skill levels welcome. Come so in that is and have fun. Saturday, November 5th. And what's, what time is it at? Uh, I haven't figured out yet. If we have, it, it mostly depends on how many people we have. If there is a ton of people, then we're going to have to start earlier to get through the matches for the finals. I'm Makes hoping sense. that the finals will be sometime in the evening around maybe uh, 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern. So it's kind of right in the evening for everybody uh, for the finals. So that should be the schedule. But yeah, it should be, it, it'll, it'll probably be a long day depending on how many people we have. Makes sense, Roger that. Well, very cool. Marcus, what's next? Yes. Oh, I'm I, I'm handling all this? Okay. Well, you wrote the list, so. I don't all know right. what the next one is. On all right, list. so I, I will, I'll, I'll just, one. I'll handle it all. You guys sit back, put your feet up, squiggle around the chair. I just don't know what single player versus online RPG means. <laughs> yep, these pearly, pearly white hot dogs. All right, so. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you guys real quick about single player versus multiplayer RPGs, right? Okay. So Nick, you're in like b- embedded in this Witcher three, right? You're like yep. immersed. It's my Me, shit. I'm buried in destiny Two. Atrax is engulfed into guild wars two, right? Or world world of Warcraft. One or the other. Yeah. The thing for me about, an online game is that it doesn't end right. There's okay. always new stuff. It could take a while to get it with some games like a really long time for an update, but you know, but it does come eventually. It might only let la- the story stuff might only last 15 minutes, but like it's come slowly, but it keeps you coming back. Right. Okay. Where right with a single player RPG, there is an end to that game. And I wanted to ask you both, why do you prefer a single player versus a multiplayer or a multiplayer versus a single player? I'm going to go with Nick first. I was going to say, I can go first. My, it, It's really easy. I can summarize it with one word. The one word is immersion. So for me, I prefer a single player action RPG because I like the progression for of an RPG. Like, or I, I should say, I like the... Um, customization of an RPG where you can mold your own story and see how you want to traverse this universe. Um, I like how it's an action RPG because it moves the pace a little bit more. Like it makes it exciting to have combat elements in your RPG. But then I like how it's single player because the biggest thing for me is getting immersed in the world. And like, that's why I like RPGs that have a like really dense lore background, like the fallout series, elder scroll series with Skyrim. Um, the Witcher, obviously, I'm getting into. I'm super into right now. Um, the Middle Earth series, 
like Shadow of War and Shadow of Mordor. They have these really, really rich lore backgrounds. So you feel like you're in the middle of these uni- these these universes. So with that, I don't like to have, you know, r- other people running through my game that constantly remind me, oh, hey, this is a game, you know? And you're trying yeah. to, like, get, immer- get immersed in this world. And it's like, oh, I am Talion, like the ranger trying to like build my orc army and you're getting into it and then it's like i don't know it feels like if you were watching a movie and then all of a sudden like an ad popped up on the screen that said like don't forget subscribe to amazon for 50 percent off or whatever it's like it takes you out of the movie like if you're in the movie theater right so i get it so like when i play an mmo like i've played you know star wars old republic i tried elder scrolls online um i think that's the only two i've destiny destiny 2 I've tried to play substantially destiny. I think I've gravitated towards the most because it's got that first person shooter gives me such a multiplayer feel. So I'm used to other people being around, but like right. to get into the story, it is definitely still a little jarring to see other people around. So I didn't get into the story as much as other RPGs. So like to have other people around in my story elements, it takes me out of it. And I don't enjoy that art, that story, like the lore and like getting immersed as much in those types of games for me. And that's a big piece of why I enjoy them. A single player action RPG. So where yeah. it is like, if I go play like a multiplayer game, that's like, like a call of duty multiplayer, a halo multiplayer, whatever. I know that I'm in that headspace and it's a different headspace. And then that's totally fine to see other people, obviously. So it's like the competitive headspace, yeah. but that's me anyways. HX, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty similar to you. I feel like, the single player rpgs are very much like uh reading a book or watching a movie or tv series where because it has a very defined end then the development team goes into it knowing and they can flesh out everything okay this 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 and this everything will fit here this is the set story you can go wherever you want within these parameters. It's fine. You know, like you're not going to break anything. Like Nick said, you're not going to get taken out of immersion. And you have, especially when you don't play it all the way through, or you don't know anything about the game going into it, then you have that feeling of, oh, I have to leave the game and go to work and then come back to continue the story. Same with like putting down your book or ending an episode on a cliffhanger or something. Whereas with an MMO, it feels like, well, not it feels like it is. They are, because there's no end, it's not like super, super fleshed out and focused on the lore and whatnot. It's there. They have to have it there. But because there's so much of it, it just, that part of the game kind of fades by and what you're really focusing on is just gearing up your character so that you can make it to the end game and do the hard dungeons, PVP, things of that nature with your friend, like with your friends. Like Nick was saying, it's got the multiplayer aspect, so it's not really about the story. It's more about just like hanging out with your friends, getting awesome gear, fighting awesome monsters and looking really cool, right? Like that's that's why I play an MMO. You know, they say Guild Wars 2 is like Fashion Wars. It's like the second name for it because really it's about looking good while you're beating up on the same boss that you've killed like a million times. But you're just fighting it on 
whatever difficulty is challenging to you and your group. You've got right. new people you're playing with, you know, like you're playing the lower levels. If you're playing with people that you play with all the time, then you're playing with, you know, you're playing the higher levels. But I, you, you can't do that in a single. Yeah. Right. I am actually, I like the multiplayer aspect because the game doesn't end. I get really fucked up when I finish a single player game, like really fucked up because like I'll you and I've said this before and it was Mass Effect 2 when Mass Effect 2 ended like I went on a hiatus from video games for like two to three weeks because I was so upset that the game was over yeah like I was heartbroken that the yeah. game ended you know what I mean like yeah, I'm like, I understand and I was just like oh my god like what now and like I played other games and I would play for literally I would start the game and it would get to the loading screen and I would shut it off or I would start to play and go, this game sucks. Even though the game was awesome, I just couldn't allow myself to be immersed in it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But where in a multi, like a multiplayer game, Destiny, Star Wars, World of Warcraft, any of those, I feel like you guys say the story isn't fleshed out. I disagree. I feel like it is fleshed out, but at the same time, you know that when you get to the end of that story, there might be like a fireworks display, but you know that in the next content update, there's going to be something new, a new story to get yourself immersed in. And so that part, that for me is like, it's almost, it's reassuring that like, no matter what happens, there's going to be more content. I wouldn't say that it's not necessarily fleshed out. I just feel like there's less lateral, like it carries less weight. Like like it's less girthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like for using Destiny two as as an example, those stories are really linear. Like you go from this story piece to this story piece to this story piece. There's no like side quests that help you like gear up towards the next main story. If you want, that is correct. Well, there's no like. There's no like exploration to go find like the bandit camp over there. Like I'm using comparing it to The Witcher Three, for example. Yeah, yeah. Like I can't there's no there's so there's no like other stuff to do in the story, which is fine. That's not what the game's about. But like it's a different story experience, and the lore is really rich, but it's it's just different. So like not having those side quests and like other options are make it feel less heavy, like you were saying. HX. And in addition, in addition to that, like you use WoW or I would even use Swotor as an example where like the stories can be different, like they can be written different, but ultimately every character kinda ends up in like the same place. Like all the multiplayer characters. Yeah, the story may quote unquote end differently, but your world hasn't changed. It doesn't look any different. Whereas in the single player RPGs, your whole the whole world can be changed where it's like this whole section because you screwed something up this you can't go in this section like whatsoever whereas right right whereas in something like wow it could be like well you can't go in this section because you didn't pick the right covenant but like you have your own equally similar section over here it's just like the same thing but it's in a different area because they can't give like the the variance can't be too much in the end game because then people complain, right? Like, oh, right. this class is broken or this is busted or blah blah blah. 
There's right. no worry with that in single player games. The whole world can drastically change from playthrough to playthrough. Yeah, I, I did that by accident. My first Witcher 3 playthrough years ago, I skipped like probably 20 hours worth of story by accident because I went like right to Novigrad <laughs> and skipped all right. of Velen. You know, and it's just like that would impact the story. And it like it, mm-hmm. it did. It like cut out a bunch of stuff and I couldn't do a bunch of stuff. And it was all screwed up. But like you can play the game like that if you want to. But you can't ha- like you're saying, you can't have those in those variances in a multiplayer uh, multiplayer game like an MMO. Right. So it's like it's just a different model with mm-hmm. different goals, you know? Yeah. Um. So Google has announced that they're shutting down the stadia is this the end for cloud gaming no i don't think so i don't think it's the end because i feel like you still have like xbox well that's not really cloud gaming yes right? it yeah. is yeah i'm, oh, gonna, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm my, gonna get into that in a second. It regularly i do yeah. too so i bought that backbone controller yeah and i plugged my iphone into it i use the cloud gaming now playing destiny on that is terrible like, okay. don't do it. That experience is god awful. But okay. playing a game like Minecraft Dungeons is fucking fun because it'll stream perfectly via the internet to play a dungeon crawler game. And what my buddy does on PC, he uses the Xbox Cloud for PC, and he can run his PC, isn't nearly as strong. He's, he has a 970, so he can't run some games on ultra graphics, but like, the Xbox Game Pass games, the ones that offer cloud, he uses cloud gaming and he can play in like Ultra HD and it doesn't tax his computer and it doesn't crash either. So for that, I think that's also a good thing. Like if you can't afford a super beefy upgraded PC, then I think cloud gaming will probably, you know, cater to those consumers who just... You know, they can afford to pay the 10 or 15 bucks a month for a cloud gaming subscription. So they can just play a ton of games for super HD res, you know. That's a good point. That's sweet. Yeah. But I think, you know, I think the problem with Stadia from Google is like they don't have that like established gaming market. Like Google's not a gaming company where Xbox or PlayStation are gaming companies. So people aren't like, you know, even with like the Steam, I forgot what they called it. It's like the Steam backbone of Steam Deck. Steam Deck. Like Steam's yeah. a gaming company. So like I can see how, although that's not going to have a giant market that's share. Not like, that's not a cloud service. So you're downloading the game to this piece of hardware. Well, you know what I'm trying to say, though? Like a, a, an offshoot of regular gaming channels, right? Outside right. of PC and console. Yeah, but that's like still down downloading it. We're talking about cloud gaming. Like everything I, no, is I just know. a stream. I'm not, I'm not comparing it to literally cloud gaming. I'm, oh, I'm oh, just oh. saying as like an offshoot of the standard. Oh, a business see. model yes. that's, that's outside of the standard issue, sit down console or sit down PC gaming, right? Right. Yeah. Like, you know, I, it, it's kind of tough for Google to like attract people to that offshoot outside of their normal way to game on top of not being a gaming company, you know? Yeah, it's like if Intel made a console or something like that, I feel like it would need a couple generations to be proven good. Like, a majority of gamers are just going to buy either a Switch, an Xbox, or a PlayStation. They're not going to gamble with a new technology that isn't a trusted brand. Exactly. Yeah. 
So I, I think for that reason, Stadia was kind of doomed from the start. It was you know? doomed. Doomed. And then it like, had like rough launch too. That's well, yeah, that has it has launch. to be when it launches then on top of it, it needs to be really good. It can't have can't have a rocky start. See, I feel like with mm-hmm. Meta, like they bought a gaming company. So like Oculus was a fairly trusted gaming company. So they get a little bit of a shoehorn to where like people trust that product a little bit more. Granted, the right. whole metaverse thing, I don't think I think it's fucking stupid, but that's a different subject for a different time. Well, no, but, no, no. So I'm going to touch on that. I would love it if you had an Oculus Quest 2 and Atrax and we could do the podcast just the way we are. No video in Zencaster and all of us are in like a room and we're all an avatar. Like I would be. That's yeah. who you like dancer. Yes. And but like and we just do I'd it just in the a robot. We, yeah, we would just do it in the metaverse. I think that would be a pretty cool experience, right? I used I, to have an Oculus, yeah. Yeah, so like I, I I think it would be a cool experience to do it, but I do agree with you. I think it's dumb, but it yeah. Anyway, yeah. Moving, moving on. on. Um Overwatch 2 is coming and but it's replacing Overwatch 1. Yeah. This what are your is, thoughts? D- this is technically like old news. It was announced back in June, I think, or something like that, that Overwatch 2 would be replacing Overwatch. Um, I am strongly against this, actually, personally, uh, because it it adds to a trend that I've noticed in the gaming industry, which is instead of completing a game that already exists, we'll just try and make it seem like i don't know we'll just like replace the old with the new but it's still on the old stuff now maybe from a gaming perspective it's a i'm sure it's a lot cheaper to just like transfer the servers over and do all of this stuff but um end your game don't like oh yep overwatch one is you know like i don't know i feel like they should they should officially shut it down or I don't know, maybe even keep servers up a little bit. And I'm very torn on it. I can't see. I just feel like they should end it. Just say, you know, don't cover over it. I, I actually have the opinion that if, if they're replacing a game, right? If they're going to replace it, then if you own Overwatch 1, you should get Overwatch 2 for $10 off. Well, it's free to play. Overwatch that's 2 the, is that's, free? That's the, other, that's the other problem that I have with it, is that they are changing Overwatch, the game that people have paid 60 20 40 bucks, whatever, for. Now, they are replacing it with Overwatch 2, which is going to be free to play. And of course, have like loot boxes and all that stuff. That's interesting. And yeah. they, on top of that, they said all of th- th- this is another thing that I kind of don't like. They said all of your content that is coming from Overwatch one or like all of the stuff you bought in Overwatch one will be available in Overwatch two, which like I yes, it's Wait. great that all of the stuff that you spent money on in the first game now transfers over to the second game. But like. It's it just to me shows that like it's not a different game. It's just a giant game update. And they're right. calling it Overwatch 2. Right. 
I don't it that's what I mean is like it doesn't feel like a new game to me even though you call it Overwatch 2 it's just it's just a giant update. What do you think Nick? No, I'm with you. I'm with Atrex on this one. It's it's it feels shitty, you know. Right. To have to have that It feels like a game update that they're calling a game, especially because they're replacing it. So that means like they're shutting they're using the same servers or or like it's not any extra resources for this new game. It's new IP, whatever. It's just like taking, just modifying the old stuff into the new stuff. Which right. Is not that, it's not actually new stuff. It's just sort of modified, you know? Well, and it's, it's like, are they going to, my, my other question with is like, are they going to keep going it with it? Like if they make an Overwatch three, will it, will it just, no, I don't think so. over Overwatch 2. You know, like imagine if the next Call of Duty, they just they're like, okay, uh, for Modern Warfare 2, like we're not we're not making a new launcher. It's just gonna replace the old Modern Warfare launcher. You're not gonna be able to launch Modern Warfare anymore. It's gonna be Modern Warfare 2 now. Everybody's gonna be like, Well, I paid 60 bucks for Modern Warfare. Why am I like even if Modern Warfare 2 was free to play, they'd be like, I want my game. Even, you know, play it with some old friends or whatever. I don't know. I think Overwatch 2 is it. I think they'll just constantly update it forever. I think that's that's the model. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And then you're like, you're just constantly stuck with Overwatch 2. And people are like, well, where's Overwatch 1? Oh, well, that like got taken away when Overwatch. So like they shut it down or no, they just replaced it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's weird. It seems really odd to me. To It'd never be, like, be able to play Overwatch again because now Overwatch 2 is out. That's a good point too. Like well, you or can't even go if, back. Or even if they took all of the Overwatch 1 assets and then put it in Overwatch 2. Yeah, well, sure. To me that's just lazy because that's not a new you're just taking a majority and then again you're at I don't know. It'd be like if World of Warcraft suddenly was like we're doing World of Warcraft 2. And the original World of Warcraft isn't going to be available anymore. Like, you know, it's just WoW is now turning into WoW 2 <laughs> immediately. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it I feels have very mixed, mixed feelings on it. I'm with you. That, that, that feels crappy to me. You know? it, it feels the same way as when they removed content from Destiny 2 to make yeah. way for new expansions. It's like, well... If your if your engine is that full, end the game and make another one. Just continue with the you can continue. It's fine. Just you know, then you have space for the new generation. Right. It seems it seems lazy to me. Uh it, it seems lazy to me too. I do not understand. At all. Okay, final but. question. NVIDIA announced their four thousand series video cards. Forty ninety. 4080. What do you guys think? I give it until All right, 8 tracks. I have a I have a wager for you. Okay, I'll set I'll set the line. All right. Are you going to bet over or under the date of April 1st, 2023 when Marcus gets a 4090? Oh, I'm going to say under. <laughs> All right, I'll take the over. <laughs> Because he already said he has a pre-order line on one, so yeah, I'm fair. sure. I mean, actually, I guess I should say it was the release date for before after October twelfth. <laughs> oh, October twelfth. 
Um, oh, they're, oh, they're releasing before the holiday season. Yeah, I'll take the under on that. Son of a. That's why I'm not. That's <laughs> no why I'm not way. a bookmaker. Everybody, I was a terrible line. I should have done November. <laughs> Actually, so here's the thing. So here's yeah, what I know. Like January. So my line on the pre-order says I'm all set, but I may not see it until December. So the the initial pre-orders that were now are already sold out for October and November. But here's the problem is nobody knows if the these cards are going to make it overseas because of everything going on overseas. So, right. so like the first round of cards from what I understand are already here and they're already gone. You know what I mean? So yeah, they're right. already like allocated to pre-sales. Yeah, correct. So the next round of them, I'm sure stores are going to have a hundred cards each or whatever for day one sales. But other than that, who knows when we're going to see them again? You know what I mean? Yep. But I will say this. So here's the positive of what I'm going to do. Uh, when I get my 4090, I will take my 3090 and put it in another computer and have that be my streaming PC. Ooh. Do PC. I'm just kidding. I'm going to take that 3090 and sell it to somebody who needs a card. There you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You could sell it. You could sell them a really nice 3080 as well. I don't have a 3080, though. I do. I'm saying you could give me the 3090. Yeah, but you're still using a 1080p monitor. You don't need the 3090. Your card is quick upgrade. Don't hate on my twenty. Dude, mean, uh, 1080 p monitor. in twenty twenty two is like owning an Android phone. Dude, dude, it's curved. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Listen, I don't care. I've buy got a panoramic view of dude, my. Buy that. Buy that monitor I, that you have in fourteen forty p, and then tell me. Then tell me the reality of what you're actually looking at. Dude, I like the pixels. Okay, I like seeing the little dots. Dude. It's probably a lot less taxing on his 3080. Yeah, dude, he's using like 4% of his 1080, uh, 3080. 30, I know. Like, dude, the what Witcher CPU runs at like... Have? Huh? What CPU do you have? Uh, An i7 of some sort. I forget. Okay. All right. He, Nick has the i7 10,700 series. All right. Yeah. No, I, uh, it might be 11th gen. I no, you're not 11th. You, could, you can definitely... You could hold two monitors for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I have two 1080 monitors. Oh, no, I have 1440p. Oh, okay. I'll tell you right now. Oh, I see. Yeah, so yeah, I have an Intel i7 10700K CPU at 3.8 gigahertz. Uh, I have 16 gigabytes of RAM, and yeah, 3080. Yeah, your PC great. It's 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 get shreds. them UHD monitors, man. I've only got one. I could. That's probably wait, that might be. Wait, 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 wait. You only get. You only have one monitor on your computer. No, I have two monitors, but my second monitor is a 1080p monitor. It's not a UHD monitor. Oh, oh yeah. Because I don't think my video card could handle that. Yeah. You know, I I need to upgrade my CPU in order to get 144 frames a second and 4K. I'm being bottlenecked by my i9-9900K. It's a tough life out there. It's a hard knock life for me. For us. It's a hard knock life for me. Listen, I don't do anything else. I buy work boots, 
work clothes. Like everybody says, what's your style? It's a work shirt and pants, work pants. Like 99% of the time, if you see me, I'm in work clothes because that's all I fucking do. It's the truth. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's true. I you know what I mean? You're like, currently wearing work clothes. Oh, I'm, well, I'm yeah. wearing shorts now because my car hearts were covered in spray Yeah, because I was spraying something and I didn't like pay attention that I was spray like instead of spraying the gun away from me, I was spraying it towards me and I looked at my oh. shirt and I look like my shirt is all white and my pants are all like have like very light fairy dust of like white. The, the, the speckle. Yeah. The speckle. And I'm like, fuck these parents are, these pants are ruined. I did buy. Yeah. Okay. I did buy new pants and here's the shitty thing about being a cabinet maker that sprays the shit. I can never wear shorts to work. Because when I'm yeah. spraying cabinets, if I don't wear pants, that overspray gets all over my legs and that shit sucks to wash off. That's yeah, true. and I'm sure your skin absorbs a little bit of it too, which over time would not be good. Dude, right. I cut wood for a living. That shit can't be healthy to breathe in. No. <laughs> also, no. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, okay, so because I handled all of those, I'm done. I'm just answering working <laughs> class questions, bitches. No problem. Well, so first question we've got comes from our good friend Tarquin, aka Quinn, aka uh I don't know what else to call him. It's just Quinn. So what is the cutest animal you've ever seen in real life? I can go in first. real life. Okay, go ahead. I'm gonna Next. say please. Yeah, I once saw a Bernice, I saw Ber, Bernice, Bernice, yeah, Bernice Mountain Dog, Bernice Mountain Dog puppy in real life. And my God, that is the cutest creature I've ever seen in my whole life. It oh, makes me man. turn into a puddle just thinking about it. The thing is so fluffy. It's so happy to see everybody. And it was like, you know, teddy bear sized and it looks like a teddy bear. And I'm a big dog guy. I love puppies anyway. So that's Bernice Mountain Dog puppy. It was, I basically melted. Yeah. Um, I'm with you on the on the puppies. I my mom used to show dogs when I oh, was yeah. uh, preteen, slowly into the teenage years, and I would go with her every once in a while uh, when she would go to interesting places like Seattle and stuff. Yeah, and so um, oh man, so many different kinds of puppies. Bernese Mountain Dogs for sure. Border Collies, oh, yeah. um, Australian Shepherds, and. Yep. Golden Labs have just super and Akita puppies. All of them just super, super cute. So definitely puppies for me. Marcus. Um, so I have two. My the first is when I was at Disney and we did the safari. Um yeah. I saw a baby hippopotamus, and it was probably <laughs> the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Aww. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it had like little tiny yeah. like T-Rex legs. But like uh -huh. it was still big for like it yeah. like gets born at like a hundred pounds, but it's like baby compared to the other hippos. Right, right, right. And, and right. it was like I was like, oh. So that it's, probably it's got, like, is the cutest. It's got like the wrinkles. Yeah, but my German Shepherd Maggie was the cutest fucking puppy ever. Cause it had like one flop one ear up and the other one was floppy. And like just like the cut like it was just a fluff ball. You know what I mean? So like, yep. Still to yeah. this day, um, she was the cutest. Anyways, yeah, adorable pu puppies are so adorable. Doritos asks, "What is the worst computer issue 
you've had? Um. Oh, my power supply failed. Yeah, and Nick. I, Ooh, I didn't know. I didn't know what the fuck happened that time. It was due to like the excessive amount of dust from the like eighteen nineties uh, ventilation that the place I was living in had. Mm. That was this computer. How did it, it just, get like, fixed? Oh yeah, I just handed it to Marcus and said, "Please help." <laughs> and then Mar- Marcus. I, think I remember it, that even. Marcus took it all apart and found like three cats worth of dust. It was gross. Attached to my power supply was like, well, yeah, that's why the whole the power supply literally melted. Yep. Because <laughs> I like I blew out the inside, but like the power supply was in like a different compartment on the bottom, and I had right. my PC on the floor at the time, and it had like that forged hot air like vents coming out of the bottom, and you had the big vent that would like suck the air back down. Mm-hmm. But like the house is from like the early 1900s probably, and I, those vents have probably never been cleaned. Like I know I got sick like four or five times with respiratory shit just from the dust. So like, I know there was just an excessive amount of dust. Like I it would was have so to, gross. Yeah. Everybody that like the fan wouldn't spin because there was so much. It was like a drier wow. lint. Thickness. Oh of, it was disgusting. Dust. Like he's lucky his house didn't catch on fire. Right. Wow. Like, like, to when to clarify thing. the main compartment of my computer, like with the regular fans, yeah, it was, it was clean because I, because yeah. I, cl- I kept that clean, but like, the underneath portion, there was like a different compartment with the power supply, and that's what got nasty. It was nasty. Yeah. yeah. And my power supply legit just melted, and I've got a new one. Now, this, where I live now, in a different apartment, it's way less dusty to begin with, and I keep it off the ground, so everything is hunky-dory. But yeah, when my computer, my power supply melted, that was uh, that was not fun. What about you, Atrax? Yeah. Uh, so for me, when I first built my PC, when I first built my first PC, which is kind of this one but because i've upgraded the internal components so many times it's it's not the same pc anymore um the case is the same though when i first got it the everything like installing everything i had a buddy there everything went smoothly everything was seated properly and whatnot but the hard drive was faulty i got sent a lemon hard drive and so when I started installing all of the drivers and the this and that for everything, because the hard drive was faulty, it like installed them incorrectly and there was all sorts of code wrong and everything like that. So then I had to, that messed with the, um, the GPU, the GPU driver and everything like that. So when I actually got my good hard drive, and I put it in and everything like that. I still had to, I didn't have the, I didn't have like graphics at all. I just had to, I, I could barely see it would like pop up for a second and then it would go away. So I had to like unplug and plug it back in because for whatever reason it would, it would work for a second. And then because it ran out of code to like keep going, it just stopped working. So I could only like unplug and plug it back in. I had a couple seconds to look at the screen and click stuff and then it would go black and I'd have to unplug it. And pl- it took me like two hours to reinstall everything properly just with that method. And it, it wow. was, wow. and that was like that right when I first build my computer too. So it was, yeah, it was, it was a nightmare. That was, that was the worst for me for sure. Marcus. I have two, uh, what, Nick? 
I was, <laughs> was going to say, Marcus has had a bunch of computer problems. I feel yeah. like it's like once a month that Marcus goes, my computer's broken. I got to get a new this. Like, this just broke. It failed. No! I'm having, I I'm having this failure. on my computer. So I have, I have my, I need a new motherboard. Motherboard failure. My, my computer's my well, computer so melted, melting down. It's I had catastrophic a failure. My CPU failed. And in the process of me being frustrated and going Hulk smash, I ended up ruining the, ruining the motherboard because I forgot I was in rage. I forgot that you have to unclip the, the GPU and me being a bear that I am. I grabbed the GPU and I just ripped it out of the computer, completely ripped the PCI slot off the motherboard. And I had to buy an all new motherboard, all new CPU that day sucked. But the other one I will say is, and it's not a, Streamlabs fucked me in the ass and it was awful. I turned it on and it changed every fucking setting I had after one of their bullshit updates and it fucked everything up. So since that day, I open up Streamlabs on admin. As soon as it opens, my camera loads, all of that shit, I shut it off and I reopen it and then it cycles all the way through. And once everything is working, I shut it off again and I do it three times to ensure that Streamlabs is going to fucking work right because Streamlabs has fucked me so many times. Yeah. Wow. Makes sense. Yeah. I go extreme crazy for that. Thanks, Doritos. Yeah. Doritos has another question that says, what is your favorite thing about Halloween? Oh, can I go Uh, first? Yeah. Yeah. I have two. Trick or treating. Okay. Okay, and then absolutely nothing. I don't like scary shit. Nick? Yeah, uh, I I really mostly don't like Halloween because, A, I'm allergic to chocolate, which Marcus always disputes, but That's it's That's such bullshit. You are not allergic to chocolate. Okay, so I'm allergic to chocolate, so I can only eat, like, ha- like I don't know, 25% of the candy because, like, I got Skittles and Starburst and stuff, but, uh, right. but yeah. Anyways. Yeah, um, I'm... But also, I don't also hate scary shit. Like, no horror movies, no anything scary. Like, I'm out. No haunted houses ever. No haunted hayrides. Like, my, if a girlfriend I have wants to go, then, like, she could go solo. I am not going. I'll be at home sitting on the couch watching something else or playing a video game. Uh, yeah, there but you go. I do, I do, however, appreciate, particularly when I was in college, the scantily clad costumes that the females <laughs> would wear. I su- super appreciate those. But... Yeah, that was yep. back when Nick was the most eligible bachelor in the nerds community. Exactly. I mean, I still appreciate right? it now, but it's like looking at the menu. You know, you can't order anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's order. It's looking at the menu when you already have your food. Exactly. You're not going to order another dish. You're just going to stick with what you got. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, for, for me, um, it's actually like the day after. Okay. Because candy is always super, super cheap because fifty percent off of at the grocery yeah. store. I I yeah, I don't really like celebrate it or anything like that. I'm kind of with you guys where it's like I do enjoy scary stuff, but not so much to where I'm like really urged to get up and dress up and do all of that stuff. You know, like yeah. if if my friends have a costume party, like that's one thing I guess, but to do it like specifically just because I don't know. It's to me, it's just like, I'd rather I'm not super jazzed up about it to wear, but I do love the, uh, like Nick said, everybody dressing up in, in wonderful costumes. And 
the super cheap candy. Same with Valentine's Day. Day after Valentine's Day, super cheap candy. Oh. That is that is awesome. Doritos. I will say I actively don't like Valentine's Day, but what were you gonna say? Dur- complimenting yeah. Doritos um, with the two I'm awesome the questions. Way. Yeah. And I was just gonna lead into the third, but if you wanted to keep talking about this one. No, can. please, please continue, sir. The floor is Which yours. is better? Doritos with the third awesome question. Which is better, being seen and not heard or being heard and not seen? Well, this is an interesting philosophical question. I can yeah. answer it really quick. Yeah, okay, I, have, I have the same one. I, I can do neither because I'm the size of a fucking bear. So I'm always going to be seen. <laughs> and if I talk, you're going to hear me. So this does not apply to me because I'm <laughs> going to go. be seen and heard everywhere right. I go. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> Marcus okay. is like un like unapplicable. It's yes. fine. We're no, good. it's okay. Like in yeah. slash A. Yeah. N- um for me, I would say it's better to be heard and not seen than to be seen and not heard because like imagine if you're being seen for like something negative and just nobody's hearing what you're saying, like or just you're never heard. You never feel like you're being heard. That's going to suck, even if you know that everybody sees you and is aware of you. Whereas if you're heard and not seen, like eh, maybe people don't see you, but they hear what you're saying. They know that you're around. All that stuff. You can still make your points and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I concur. I, I That's exactly what I was going to say. I'd rather be um, heard and not seen than seen and not heard for sure. So the next question comes from, uh, lady J zero seven one nine. Uh, what is your favorite video game soundtrack? Uh, I got mine. Go. Mine is the, uh, I will combine them together. Fallout three and follow new Vegas soundtracks. All the old sixties and fifties songs. Oh yeah. I have two as well. Okay. Uh, mine is Castlevania Symphony of the Night and Mass Effect 2. Ooh. I have technically three because uh, it's really hard to pick between all of these. The Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 soundtracks were super nostalgic for me uh, as a kid. Okay. Same with actually, NBA Street Volume 2. Super nostalgic. Love that. A lot of great songs on there. Um, and then the last one is Modern Warfare 2. That that soundtrack, the OG Modern Warfare 2 soundtrack, is just epic. All the scenes that have music in it, if you listen to it even now, you just get super hyped. You could use it for like workout music or something. Hell yeah. <clears throat> yeah, man. So next question, no dog 300 says, what is your biggest, sorry, what's been your biggest struggle as a streamer First question. And then the opposite, what's been your proudest moment in streaming? So I can go first because I think I have the, I think I stream the least seriously. But um, biggest struggles, I haven't really had a lot of struggles streaming because I don't really try, like, not that I don't try, but I don't try to like grow my streaming channel. I really stream as like a compliment to my, to the podcast here and like as a, as a time for me to dedicate like to myself like hey i'm gonna go play video games that i enjoy at this time frame so like anybody coming into chat is just a bonus and makes like my life way better and i appreciate them so i don't i haven't really had a lot of struggles 
but well, I will say besides initially finding like the groove <clears throat> of like what do I what do I want to play on stream? Because I was playing Call of Duty and then like started with New Vegas, and Marcus was like, "You can't play that. You got to play something you haven't played before." Yeah, then I, I ended up, that yeah. really fucking quick. <laughs> oh so, yeah. So like one, once I found Horizon Zero Dawn, like I was in the groove, and it's been gravy since. But that's really like barely a struggle. Um, my proudest moment though is probably making affiliate because. Oh, like, wow. I yeah. did not expect that one. What did you, you think I was going to say? Your birthday stream when you got raided by like 300 fucking people because you were playing <laughs> all, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, no. You were playing Destiny with me. It was your birthday was. and we were playing Destiny and you got raided by like 300 people. And it was just a happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, level five hype train, fucking crazy. And like people were just like that's, celebrating that's with you. And you went from like, to like, I don't even know what to do. Ah, ah. And like yeah. after that stream, after that night, I was dri- driving home. And I think I got like 15 more texts like, dude, that was crazy. That was unbelievable. That was unbelievable. That was unbelievable. That was unbelievable. <laughs> no, you're right. I, yep, you're right. That definitely trumps it. 100%. Birthday stream you, was, was crazy. Uh, personally, my biggest struggle has been like sticking to one game. Uh, that's how you, that's the real way to grow as a streamer is stick with the game for at least like six or so months. I'd say generally you want to stick with the same game all the time. That's what most people will say. But for me, I just, I can't do that. It's so like, I've tried with games even that I love, but when I, I don't like to schedule playing video games, you know, like I don't want to, after doing five days a week where monday was dark souls tuesday was valorant wednesday was we happy few thursday was halo friday was something you know i did that for a long time and i i couldn't keep that up so for me just trying to find that groove of being able to stick with one game super super difficult and actually i still i still fail at it pretty quickly pretty often I'll find a game. I'm like, yeah. And you know, like I've stuck with multiverses for a while, but then there are some nights where I'm like, man, do I really want to play multiverses? And then I play something else for a little bit and I'm like, all right, now I can, but it, that is a, that's a super big struggle for me. And then proudest moment in streaming. That's actually really tough for me because I've had a lot of really, really great moments. Um, For me, one of the, things that I've I was really proud of was the Among Us lobbies that I did because that was one of my streaming goals at the time I watched Disguised Toast doing Among Us lobbies and I was like I want to have that vibe on a stream at least one or two nights and it happened multiple times we played Goose Goose Duck we played Among Us those I would say gathering all those people for those were pro- one of my proudest moments for sure because Everybody still talks about him that was involved. That was, those were good times. And actually, No Dog was there for those. So that was, that was, uh, that was pretty awesome. Shout out to No Dog. Great question. Marcus? What'd you got, Marcus? Um, I'm trying to think of like my biggest struggle as a streamer. I have two. Uh, my biggest struggle is clicking that go live button. Like, I love it, but like, my day is crazy every day. So literally when I hit the go live button, 
know that like I sat down at my computer five five minutes ago and I literally just put the kids to bed and I'm exhausted and it's like I could take the night off no problem but I don't quit you know what I'm saying and like I give right. myself this self-motivating conversation like I'm not doing it for me I'm doing it for everybody else to come hang out with me you know what I mean? Right. I said I was going to do it this night. Damn it. I'm going to do it. You know, I would say the other biggest struggle I had was when I decided to stop streaming Star Wars, your Republic yeah. and switch to destiny Two. <clears throat> there that, were many a conversation between you and I, like you debating that. Oh yeah. And, and me, it was that. really yeah. a hard choice because the community was based around Star Wars, the old Republic. We are in the content creator program for Star Wars, the old Republic. I love like I like that game got me through my daughter being an infant screen, like being up at in the middle of the night, taking care of her. And I, right. here I am just, you know, she's she's up and won't sleep so i just put on swotor and she sat there and watched me play swotor for two hours before she fell asleep and then put her back to bed like right it was a really hard choice and like atrax mentioned earlier sticking with one game it's true and it hurt a lot making that switch you know i can't thank the people who have stuck by me no matter what even if it's not the game they play when those OGs come back, it means so much because it's like, wow, you've been here since the beginning. You know right. what I mean? And I would say, I would say that has been the hardest, biggest struggle I've had was making that transition. Now that I did, I don't ever want to go back ever, you know, yeah. to, to playing a, that game. Because now, even if, even if SWOTOR released their next expansion tomorrow and there was 500 hours of content, I don't think I would go back because I'm so immersed in the destiny content, lore, everything. Yeah, I totally yeah. get it. Um, and this is going to sound cheese dick for sure. My proudest moment in streaming is every single night that I go live and all of you come. The fact that these people take time out of their day to come hang out with me and say hello and chat, whether it's just a hello and chat, hope you're doing good, have a great night, or the the ones that stick through all night, or the ones who are having me play a hunter for one match, laughing because of the misery that it puts me through. Like those, I would say every stream I have the the proudest moment, and every stream it changes. Like, oh, last night was the best, like the proudest I've been. Oh, no, this stream. No matter how many ups and downs there is, the fact that people come is yeah. my proudest moment. Because you can't totally make good. that shit up. Right. Yeah. And you can't force people to show up, right? Everybody does it on their own. Doritos it has another question. Round four, Doritos. Did you have a favorite stuffed animal growing up? If so, what was it? Okay, can I go first? Sure. It wasn't a stuffed animal. It was a stuffed Hulk Hogan and Randy Macho Man Savage. And they were like, if you Google 1990s 
stuffed wrestling buddies. I think they were called like WWF buddies or something like that. They were yeah. like two or three feet tall and they were just stuffed. I used to fucking wrestle those things. Like I was watching wrestling, like arm bar, not arm bar, like the figure four leg lock on them. And I would fucking smash those things around. I broke so much shit in my house because I was wrestling with those things. Did you find it? I found them. Yep. What are they called? Uh, I just searched wrestling. Yeah, Tonka Ultimate Warrior Wrestling Buddies, nineteen ninety. Yeah, they sell for like a hundred dollars now. Yes, the whole Co- a, vintage uh, Hulk Hogan, nineteen ninety. Yeah, Tonka in good condition, a hundred bucks. Ultimate the Warrior, three hundred and ninety-five dollars. Man, I should have kept them. That's yeah. really funny. Oh, they're on Amazon.com now. Oh, but they're the Hulk new Hogan, ones. Randy Savage, Brett Million Hitman Dollar Mark. Man, Ted DiBiase, Ultimate Warrior. See, it's weird There's to see a, a product that, that's Tonka that wasn't a truck. Right. Yeah. I didn't realize Tonka was like a general toys company until. Funny uh, that you, know. you mentioned that. I used to have a video game that had like its own it was a tonka truck driving game and it it had this plastic tonka it, it looked like a driving it had a driving wheel and a steering wheel and, or a, a steering wheel and a shifter and a lever for like doing trucks the dump truck up and down or the excavator yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff and you literally strapped it to your keyboard and it would just push when you would like turn. It would just push the key down That's uh, cool. I think on I the actual that. keyboard. And so then you could just like it was like you were driving your truck, and you would just strap it to your keyboard. Those were man. Tonka made some great games and like great children's toys back in the nineties. Yeah. Good time. That's re- that's really cool. What about you, gentlemen? Stuffed animals. Um, I had like I didn't have a lot of stuffed animals. I had like, um, well, I mean, wait, when I was really little, I had like stuffed animals I slept with. I had like a this is sentimental, like a called him Sleepy BB Bear. Okay, <laughs> so it was like a little little stuffed. I had I think I have it in a bin somewhere actually, but yeah, it would like jingle and it just said like Sleepy Time or something. It was just a little stuffed animal bear. It was like not very big at all. And then I had like a blanket that ended up just being like shreds, of course. Um, and then I later had like a little stuffed dog. It was all black. All right. I think I called them just. But puppy. for reference, They're... Nick had a binky or a pacifier until he was seven. No, no, that was Ari- That was my sister, Ariel. She oh, yeah, that's right. Forever. Yeah. 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 And she would just spin it around. Revealing like, family. Like secret. a propeller. What about you, Atrax? So I had, and actually I still technically have, a ton of stuffed animals. Like, I have maybe four totes of stuffed animals in my closet from my childhood. So it's really hard for me to pick one, but if I had to, I would say I had this little stuffed panda, and it was one of those, like, stuffed animal backpacks. And so I carried that thing everywhere from, I I don't know, I probably carried it for seven or eight years until I started feeling a little ridiculous with, you know, this tiny little panda bear backpack. And it started not 
you know, then I started having other things that I wanted to put in my pockets and in a backpack where it only had like this small little pocket square of space in it. So it was didn't really function as a backpack. Um, but his name was Oolong. Oolong the Panda. And Oolong. I would definitely say that that was my, if I had to pick one, my favorite. What are you guys talking about in here? Find out next episode of Working Class Nerds.